It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to that Chelsea podcast. Breathe, relax, celebrate, do whatever you want to do. I don't really know how I feel about it, to be honest. We'll get into that. Join me to look back as Chelsea beat Crystal Palace yet again. Um, Water is wet. It's Jam at Carefree underscore Jam. Jam, how are we doing, my man? Don't worry about anything. Because every little thing is going to be all right. Mate, do you know what? I went from zero to 100. Um, So right now I'm riding off the waves of actually feeling good. But we've got a lot to talk about, my friend. (laughs) We've got a lot to talk about. We do, indeed. Um, As I do guests, I get them to give themselves a plug. Jam, tell people where they can find you and all your stuff. Yeah, thank you, man. So everyone can find me on at carefree underscore jam. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, I'm also co-owner of the Chelsea Social, so that's at the Chelsea Social on the same platforms. And the women's team as well on at the CFCW Social. Check them all out. Lovely, lovely stuff. Jam's links will be in the description below. Yeah, it's been it's been an eventful 24 hours for the significance of the number 13. Um, in the Super Bowl yesterday, the Chiefs' final drive that won the Super Bowl was 13 plays. The, tr- the play that won the Super Bowl was on the 13-yard line. It was also Taylor Swift's 13th NFL game. Uh, and today, Chelsea made it 13 wins in a row against Crystal Palace, uh, which is a club record. Um, yeah. First time in their history, in 118 history, 13 consecutive league games against a single opponent. And the scoreline was 3-1. Um, yeah, just a mad, mad day for for mad 24 hours for a safe for number 13. Um, and say, just mentioning Taylor Swift, to, in case we can get any Swifties to, to listen in and, and boost, the, boost the numbers up. Um, Jam, talk to me, because that, as I said, I don't really know 
how I feel. I honestly think it's, I feel like I'm not really taking an awful lot positive from that game. I'm just taking the win. I'm taking the fact that Chelsea, I guess, keep themselves in the hunt for European football via league position in terms of that we are two points off seventh with this win still. Um, I said we are back up to 10th because Wolves lost the weekend. I said, but I don't really feel like I take a lot out of that because I think we played well for about five minutes in that game. I genuinely, I think this is probably the most negative pod after a win and most negative I felt after a win this season. I, yeah, it, it's just relief because I feel this is a really poor Crystal Palace side and we made a lot harder work of tonight than it really should have been. But just thoughts before we before we break it down. I was already thinking about what I was going to say after this game because I didn't see us coming back and winning. Despite our record against Palace, despite the amount of times we get a late winner, that performance didn't really deserve it at all. And in some ways, I'm not really surprised about the performance. We'll go into more detail about that. But um, it's just that typical low block thing. People called out Pochettino for this in his career. And Chelsea lately, in, in the recent years, have been crap against the low block. So we knew Palace were going to bring out the holiest of low blocks. And that it was. We were just clueless. Didn't even have any intelligence on the pitch to change it. Albeit we changed it at half time and got an instant goal. But... I, I'm i starting to get to the point with Chelsea where I lack emotions and I really do not like that because I'm quite a heart and sleeve guy. I, I do show my emotions quite a lot and I was just watching us go 1-0 down. I just sat there went, huh? okay. Oh, we scored. Okay. It was only at the end when I'd really convinced myself that that was that, that I actually felt something. Um, And that's not really where you want to be. It just kind of shows where we're up to right now. And just the predictable nature of us. But look, we'll get into that in more detail anyway. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy game, isn't it? Yeah, Jam, let, let's talk about that first half. It was, I'll be honest, it was infuriating. It's probably the most angry I've been at a Chelsea first half this season. I know Liverpool the other week was a shambles, you know, with us being 2-0 down. We've given away a penalty as well. But I can kind of accept that, like, it, that's Liverpool. And like we are playing a good side, but we'll, uh, a team going for the Premier League title will cause you problems. I Man United first half was awful early in the season, but we were level in that game. We obviously went on to lose it, but I was really, really just annoyed and just, just. Let's be honest, I was really bored watching that first half. And honestly, there's almost there's not a lot to say about that first half in terms of actual events that happened. Chelsea completed 420 passes in the first half against Crystal Palace, the most in the opening 45 minutes of a Premier League game without having a shot on target since Opta's records began in 2003-04. Damn, Chelsea started that game like a side that was 2-0 up with about 10 minutes to go, just seeing a game out. There was zero intensity. It was so slow. It was slow, just laborious. It was sideways backwards. Enzo and Caicedo just were like not even playing together. Like we, you know, the space again was 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 big between them, unlike what we saw Evan Meek. And honestly, I just it was just rubbish. Like, let's be brutally honest, that first half was rubbish. That is some of the worst football we've been served up this season. That was utterly diabolical. And then to make it worse, we had we give away a ridiculously poor goal because Tiago Silva clears across, Noni Madawaki has time on the ball, and just fannies around with it, tries to be smart, tries to be cute, gives it away, Caicedo tries to rectify the situation, can't, and he maybe is also a bit responsible there, and then Jefferson Lerma scores his first Crystal Palace goal, because of course, of course, he scores his first Crystal Palace goal against Chelsea, to make a shot, shot flies past Petrovic, to make it 1-0, 
Jam, that first half was a disgrace. That first half was an utter, utter disgrace. It was terrible. It was terrible. But do you know what the thing is, mate? We've seen it before. We've seen it before. We really have. Maybe we haven't been punished in the past. Um, Palace took their, their, one of their uh, only opportunities in the match, albeit. But we've seen it before. Comical. First half start like we're working from home. That's what we say. Like they're working from home. That's literally how they're playing. And I just wonder what the tactics are. I don't really understand it because obviously when this keeps happening, people do look for scapegoats or look for try and find a source of the problem. In my opinion, because it's happened so often and it's now Pochettino's seventh month in charge, not including pre-season, I believe, rough maths, um, it keeps happening again and again and again against low blocks. So I look at the manager now and I don't really understand people that are looking at individual players that play over the manager. I think primarily... There are tactics there, albeit he changed it at half-time. Apparently, Conor Gallagher said that he said to them at half-time, speed it up, believe in yourselves, and that they did. But why do we always start like this? We are so predictable, we're risk-averse, and it's the easiest thing to defend against in a low block. And, of course, you're asking for it. It's football against another Premier League time. Aside, I don't care how bad that actual Palace team was tonight because of injuries and so on. It's a Premier League team. We saw it against Middlesbrough. They're going to score one goal, take one chance on the break when they're fresh and just sit and suffer, but suffer on their own terms. And we're just very lucky that we got away with it tonight. Um, there would have been some big consequences tonight if we didn't come back in that game. It just had to be a W. In some ways, I think like the last minute feels, the fans getting involved and really loving the performance. You know, Maybe it's a good way to go into City just on that vibe. Perhaps, but you never plan for games to go like this. And if you do, then what the hell are you doing? Indeed, indeed. And Jam, this is on the backdrop of a Crystal Palace side, a Crystal Palace fan base who are completely disillusioned with the way their club is run. We all saw the the you know the banner they unfurled at the Emirates when they lost five nil. A club that is just in absolute, you know, they kind of just you know don't really know what to do with themselves. There's you know, Roy Hodgson is seemingly on his way out the season. They've been you know leaking goals for fun. And yet we turn up that performance. And it was like there was just a complacency. Like there was an arrogant said, there was no Eze starting. There was no Elise. So there was not even that attacking threat really. There was no Mark Gurhey. So they should have been, you know, very more more porous at the, at the back as well. But it seemed like Chelsea just sort of played with this arrogance and this belief from the start. But, oh, but without these players, we'll, we'll find a way. We'll win anyway. And that first half was just genuinely rubbish. And Jam, like, I'll be honest, I think we get we do get away with one today because I think it helps. We're playing a Crystal Palace side that are probably quite low on confidence. But they've got injuries and a prop and a sleepwalking, or you know, not maybe not even sleepwalking, just are you know walking into a, a relegation bout. But you can't get away in the Premier League by not turning up for forty-five minutes. I mean, we'll get into the second half. I don't. I think the second half is better, but I don't think it's you know a huge improvement. I don't think I even think even the three-one scoreline is very very flattering to us. But Jam, point you can't turn up forty-five minutes late to a Premier League football and expect to win. You know, we did today, but that won't happen again. I don't. I don't think we. I don't think Chelsea can get away with turning up 45 minutes late to a, to a Premier League game of football. That was, yeah, I said that first half is the most angry I've been watching Chelsea this season, which says a lot because there have been some stinking first halves, but I was genuinely so bored. I was just so fed up watching this game. If, I, if I'd if i have, you know, if I wasn't doing a podcast and if I didn't love this team so much, I'd have probably switched off because I'd have felt I had better things to do. But obviously, I'm glad I do because I stayed and we won the game and we will talk about a win and some players stepping up in the second half. But yeah, I'm really... 
just so that first half was the worst, some of the worst football I've seen this season. It was, yeah, truly, truly abysmal. And as I said, I don't think we can talk about individuals. Thiago Silva comes into the team and it's easy for people to go, oh, Silva's in the team and look how we play. But no, he's not the only one who just seemed reluctant to, to move the ball forward at all. Chilwell, again, was one of those who was just happy to pass it sideways, backwards. For midfield, Enzo and Caicedo had no pace in moving the ball forward, really. Enzo at points in that first half maybe tried to towards the end a little bit, but not really. But with just no pace. As I said, Nonny was just ridiculously casual. Cole Palmer, when we get on to Cole Palmer, he probably just had one of his most quiet anonymous games. He walks away with two assists, which is also the beauty of, of Cole Palmer. And Jam, there was only one real player who I could genuinely give some credit to in that first half, and that was probably Malo Gusto, the one player on that right, sort of trying to make things happen. I was genuinely like fed up with all of them and said at half time you probably could have sold about nine of them off. Petrovic and Gusto excluded. There is that one half time sub. It is Nonny Madueki who gets subs um for Christopher and Kunku. Look, I think it's fair. Look, Nonny just was poor. He was non and I just think like his part in the goal just seals his fate because it is just so so poor. Uh jam. But we do equalize immediately at the start of the second half. It is a great cross from Malagusta, and there is Conor Gallagher, and it's a lovely finish. There's Conor Gallagher running into the box. It's a rising ball. He controls it well, finishes past Henderson, 1-1, and that was the first time Chelsea showed any bit of pace in their game. The first time any bit of quick, direct movement, and it resulted in a goal. Chelsea's first shot on target, it results in that. Simply put, Chelsea, why weren't you trying this 45 minutes earlier? But it was a lovely goal, and just a word on, on Malagusta. I thought he was, you know... I think Conor Gallagher got man of match at the end, which I think is a bit generous. I would have probably given it to Malagusta. I think he was the best Chelsea player on the pitch. But just, you know, a word for word for that goal, because that was that was nice. And it just shows what happens when you actually play with pace and you try and move a ball, move a ball forward quickly. I agree with you. Malagusto was amazing. It's amazing that he's 20. However, he, it's almost when he picked and chose his moment. So I think everyone got infected by the bug of, oh, let me just play it safe. This is why I come for the manager and I say, you must be telling these players to go safe and to try and tire the opposition. I'm, I'm sorry, I refuse to believe he doesn't say that for first halves. It happens again and again and again. So like you said, don't just blame Silva. Chilwell also got the ball wide and was turning back. He was just a, a you know, it was just a passing board. The ball come back the way it came. He can't run past his player. Gusto, even in the first half, was doing that quite a bit, other than when he had an obvious bit of space in front of him. But after that, in the second half, I thought he was better and, and actually good. They're certainly one of our better players. But that goal, yeah, was really good. And that's what we need to be. We need to see this and go, let's start games and get control from the start. I mean, look, chalk and cheese, that first half to Aston Villa's first half, uh, to, the, to the Villa first half in the FA Cup. And the reason for that is... One team plays a high line and tries to press us and put us under pressure. The other doesn't. And it's a low block. And it happens again and again and again. Look at Preston at home, that first half. Never forget that. Middlesbrough, that first half. Yeah, we can turn up in the second half. But against a better opposition, it's probably not going to mean that you actually get anything out of the game after going in 1-0 down. So, look... We had to start like that in the second half. Pochettino probably realised his job was on the line. You can't lose to that Roy Hodgson side tonight. And he probably took that anger and channeled it for once rather than being scared of his own shadow. And that went to the players. You know, on the pitch, you could see they came out with a fire in them, in their bellies, and with that dog in them. You know, Galadog and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a shame after that goal that we kind of slipped back into familiar ways just being casual, being a bit complacent, moving the ball quite slowly, not really 
having too many runs to hit off. It was still better than the first half, but we've got to watch that, analyse it and just think, guys, even we don't need the manager to know that this isn't good enough. Do you know what I mean? There was just a lack of intelligence. Other than, like you said, Enzo in the first half towards the end where he tried to push it forward. I actually thought De Sassi, who I've cooked lately, I thought he really did try and drive it in there and try and get something going a few times as a centre-back. So, you know, I want to I want to sort of highlight him too, but yeah, we've got to be better than that. We've got to be more incisive and, and realise that football is an invasion game and you've got to get into their box when you can. And that's the only way you're going to win the game of football. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed. And said Chelsea equaliser men, you know, period again, launch, launch you know, a little period of, of attacks. But then I said that five minutes at the start of the thing, was I genuinely think really the only time we actually really played great or, you know, certainly to the level that we would expect. Because again, after that, Palace then sort of got into the game or they, you know, decided to take us on a bit, you know, had to make, you know, Frank had chances, Tiago Silva gets injured, making a, a you know, really nice block uh, from, from a Mateta shot. And, you know, it was a bit, was a bit open. Um, Jam, Chelsea do leave it late. They do get it, do get that winner in the 91st minute, which means for the second season in a row, Chelsea win late at Crystal Palace, even the third season. Third season in a row, Chelsea win late at Crystal Palace. The second season in a row, Conor Gallagher is the man uh, to get the winner. Um, it is it is set up by by Cole Palmer for his first first assist. But yeah, Conor Gallagher it becomes the first Chelsea player to score a 90th minute winner in the Premier League since Conor Gallagher v Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park in October 2022. Uh, it means that Conor Gallagher's favourite Premier League ground is Selhurst Park where he scored five goals and his favourite Premier League opponent, Crystal Palace, three goals. Um, yeah, football is is a funny old game. And Jam said that comes again from sort of a one-time Chelsea, you know, attack. Obviously, during this period, we put some crosses into the box. Jackson sort of headed wide. Dezazi is headed uh, straight at Henderson. But then again, we get a bit of movement. We move across quickly. Sterling, to his credit, who comes on and he's had a he's had a howl a, a few minutes prior when Palmer's, you know, played him and, and he's taken too many touches and, you know, his shots just got blocked. But Sterling does play a nice ball through, through the lines, gets to Palmer, and then Palmer is able to sort of pull it back. And there is Connor to slot home to make it 2-1. At that point, I kind of knew the game was done because I knew Palace were cooked. And Jam, talk to me, your feelings, because I feel like your feelings were just different to mine. I, I wasn't, obviously I was not in that way end and if I had been in that better way and like, like the lucky three fans or so were tonight, I probably would have been going absolutely nuts and we saw the scenes at the end, which was really lovely to see Axel Dezazi's crowd surfing. I think there's multiple players who get booked for their celebrations. Nicholas Jackson gets another yellow card to take it off tonight, but I will allow that one. I will allow that one for the, for the use of passion. Passion and desire. I will, I will allow that. Let's say Axel disaster if he ends up crowd surfing a little bit. But no, Jam just, yeah. Again, it's what happens when you, you can actually kind of move the ball quite quickly and, you know, play those penetrative passes, which we just simply didn't do enough. And, you know, there's Connor again, the match winner. And Jam, like, I guess just a word on Connor. We've been pretty happy with his performances for Chelsea this season. Obviously, I think, you know, a lot of us would agree that over 2024, so, you know, the start of 24, his, his performances had dipped a bit and, you know, talks about maybe taking him out of the team. But this last week, he has now sort of added that part, that ingredient that was sort of missing from his, you know, performance of the season. He's now got the, now getting both goals. He was also, you know, having a part earlier in the season getting some assists. And we all know he's like, oh, just all-round game. Again, just nice to see Connor adding some goals to his game, wasn't it? And it just comes at a crucial time to, to get us that victory. You can't question his mentality. You cannot. And this is why he's occasionally taken the armband. Um, I really do think he's got leadership traits. I do think he took some of the banter he got off the Palace fans to heart. 
and he delivered it back. You could tell because he celebrated those goals. <laughs> he celebrated those goals. And there was even a moment at the end where um, I think he was trying to waste a bit of time, uh, ran the ball off the pitch and they got a goal kick and then the Palace fans were giving him some stick behind the goal and he kind of said something back. Do you know what I mean? So he obviously loves Chelsea and uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve. And I think nights like tonight, a cold, slightly windy night under the lights at Stelhurst Park, you do need someone to, you know, come off the man, come off the hour. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, I've, I've probably said that the wrong way around, but you know what I'm saying. He he really did show it tonight. I, I did like the way he got about the pitch, even though there wasn't really a lot happening. I do think he was still quite busy and trying to make things happen. But that that goal was great. Um, good finish, control finish. And I felt it then. Before that, I described myself as, you would have seen that Tom and Jerry meme where, Tom's going to smash Jerry up and then Jerry's just sat there like all depressed. I was Jerry. I was just sat there like this. <laughs> Even for a second the goal went in, I was waiting for VAR or something. Then it hit me and I was like, okay, we're going to get a win. I can start looking at the table a little bit, kind of keep my my hopes low on European football, but still alive. I, I got a little bit of optimism, a bit of injection back in me, and then three-one really helped. I like the way Enzo took that goal, which we'll probably talk about anyway. But you know, Gallagher, we needed that. He stepped up, and uh, I do hope he gets less slander from Chelsea fans. Now, I understand his downsides. I really do. I understand that there might be games where Carney Chukwemeka might be a better fit than him. But you know, a, a real dogfight, like a battle tonight in the ground like that. He he needs to be in the starting team sheet, and he's shown why, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Hate is gonna hate. Shake it off. Taylor Swift, Conor Gallagher's version, Conor's version. Um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, uh, Jam, that third goal is scored by Enzo Fernandez. It also, you know, makes it, you know, a, a, a nice week for him. He gets a gets another goal. Uh, Jam, it's, a, it's set up again by Cole Palmer. Uh, Jam, we'll, we'll get on to Enzo. Kind of a word on Cole Palmer. He now, I mean, he now joins a list of 10 players who have been involved in 15-plus Premier League goals this season. He is tied with Bukayo Saka on 16, ahead of Darwin Nunez, Phil Foden, Mateus Nunez. Uh, I'm sorry, Mateus Cunha. And Dominic Slanky on 15 and just behind Hung Min Son on 18, Erling Haaland and Ollie Watkins on 21 and Mohamed Salah on 22. Jam, Cole Palmer, I, I've kind of said this before on the episode with, with with just various guests. Cole Palmer is just, an, he's, he's quite nice to have quite, in general, quite an efficient player. We obviously know that he has had, you know, some some big misses in in games, etc. for Chelsea, which have, you know, been, been frustrating and costly. But Jam, I don't think Cole Palmer was really great here. I don't really think he was really involved you know, necessarily, you know, as much as we'd like. And I don't, you know, necessarily think, you know, in this sort of 
you know, yeah. But Jam, he walks away tonight with two assists, and that's kind of you know that's what you want from your from your player. And he just continues his his you know really really good season for Chelsea. But even when he's not at his best, he can still just he still just turn up in games and just like influence them, even if it's just so small. And I think that's really just so satisfying to have. You know, when you then compare it to his more you know perhaps a more senior player like Raheem Sterling, who you know just does not have that same influence, you know, on those games really. And obviously, I know Stone does have a part to play in in you know in in the in Connor's uh, second goal. But yeah, Jam. Before we go on to Enzo, just a, just a word on Cole Palmer. Like he's just so, just efficient, and it's quite nice that we can talk about him. Like Cole Cole, Cole, Cole Palmer really wasn't that good tonight. And he walks away with two assists. Lovely stuff. Also, also a very handy boost for my FPL team, and I believe you captained him this week, so that 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 gamble uh, pays off. Captain Cole, big up, big up. No, look, why are you then going to mess with your best attacker, your most efficient attacker, and put him out of position, Pochettino? I'm looking at you. Doesn't work. The jam Don't is play also for... worth saying. Sorry, just to bring up. Cole Palmer mm. says, "Do come when you saw back out on that right hand side." Because obviously, at this point, Jackson's gone off. We, you know, so we have got, you know, your your front line is is Sterling. I think Sterling on the left and Kunku up top, and then Cole Palmer on the right. And again, it's, that's where Palmer has his influence. And right, he was basically pretty quiet, sort of in that in that central role, you know. Tonight. And you know, as much as Chelsea have got these wins in these last two games, and I don't think it's really it's not getting the best out of Cole Palmer, is it? But sorry, I interrupted where you were going, but just continue on on Cole Palmer. Exactly that. You're not getting the best out of him because whether we like it or not, he needs space. He needs space in front of him so that he can operate in that space and be his creative self and just cause problems for the defence. If he's got two centre-backs right up his backside like he's at a carnival, nothing's going to happen because he doesn't play with his back to goal. That's not Cole Palmer. He probably could do it, but not in a low block. In a low block, there's no space in there and you're just wasting it. You need more of a physical striker to be occupying that role, to be honest. Or waste somebody else there. Don't waste our best attacker. And yeah, like you said, as soon as he went out to the right, look what he did. And um, yeah, <laughs> but what, 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 what more can we say? I think I, I don't blame him. I, I, I genuinely think that that first half was was um, was biblical. That that could be if they bring out a New Testament of the Bible, it'll be in there. It was that, you know, it was ridiculous. Um, and it's not no fault of his own. He tried to get involved. He tried to come deep, but because he came deep, there's no one in occupying that space. And we didn't want to play the ball in behind. It was a, a bit of a tactical disaster and a real serious misuse of him. And I mean that to the to the fullest extent. Don't ever, ever play this guy in the false nine position ever again. Because the minute you do that, you completely waste our attack. Nobody else in the front line can do what he does. So, yeah, I, I, I do like Cole Palmer. I really do like how efficient he's going to be. And I can't wait to see him come in and play from the right or play the number 10 and see what he could do this season in terms of goals and assists because I genuinely think he can get a record for us because he's just that guy. He really is. Yeah, uh, Jam, obviously he does lay, you know, stuff Enzo Fernandez for a football. Jam, just a word on like Enzo's finish because he has so much time rolled. He kind of sits the Palace player down, he then just waits and he waits and then bam, just, you know, tucks it over the Palace, the Palace defender on the floor, pass the keeper, 3-1, Game over. Yeah, jam it. I mean, Enzo Fernandez was probably for one again one of the you know one of the few sort of trying things in that first half. And again, you know, the second half, I think you know him and Kaiseidi were a bit closer together. The space pass wasn't quite as as wide, and we did kind of see a bit more influence there. Yeah, I mean, jam. It's quite handy that you know again he's not just we're not going to judge him on goals, but it's quite nice that again it seems that he is sort of potentially starting to slowly add goals to this team because jam. 
for how many years? It's, I mean, again, three of our goals come from midfielders tonight. How many years have we been bemoaning a lack of goals from midfield? We, you know, we we appreciated what the Jorginho, Kante, Kovacic midfield free could do, but score goals they could not. And it's nice, you know, that I said in a week that we are start that you know there are some goals coming from our midfield as well. But just a word on Enzo's Enzo's finishing just fab. yeah, we are starting to get some goals from midfield. Enzo's class, Enzo's class, and I, I think that goal was great. He's just composed, isn't he? Um, funnily enough, a lot of us do complain about him being in the box because we won him deeper in the build-up play. I get it was a counter-attack, so I'm not too bothered. But yeah, class, class composure. And he showed it across the whole pitch today. Even if maybe things weren't happening in the first half, there was a pass that got fired into him in the first half, almost hip height, and he just got his leg up and volleyed it in the most awkward of ways out to Malo Gusto. And if you watch the technique on that pass, the way he hit that, and for that to go as accurately as it did, tells you everything you need to know about him. It was absolutely stupendous. Under pressure, by the way, virtually in the back line of our defence. If he lost that ball, Mateta probably runs in or whoever it was on him. So I I think he's classed and it, it just shows you the value of composure. Um, and he's got that in abundance. One of the best players in the league with composure as a trait. Unreal. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, Jam, look, he wasn't involved much, but I thought Nkunku had, you know, again, potentially a couple of nights, but he, like, he's really unlucky. He could have, again, been played through. You know, he just tucked Conquaget under his feet, and then obviously, you know, potentially, you know, could could he have been passed the ball in, in other attacking areas, you know, later on in the game? Uh, Sterling wasn't great, but he does play a you know a useful part in in game that in game that winner and Levi Cole comes on for Thiago Silva and I thought Levi comes on fairly solidly you know looked a bit uncomfortable looked like he took a knock but it's interesting and you know obviously Jam you know Silva gets knock I am you know we'll have to wait to see how serious that is but that could be him out which again we'll have to wait and see how you know detrimental that is because again I'm reluctant I know it's easy for people to make the conclusion oh we bring Silva in and look how different we play you know. But I think, again, I think it would be very overboard to just play, you know, the, the slow style we played in that first half just on Thiago Silva because there were a lot of guilty culprits. Um, and, yeah, just other thoughts. I thought it was really nice to see Trevor Chalabar on the bench tonight. That was that was lovely stuff. Uh, Poch only selected one keeper tonight. That was that was nice. Um, yeah, obviously, since the, since the last episode, we've also got the news about his shield. He's going to be out for a month. Ugh, um, not ideal. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to to wait and see. And yeah, Chelsea win 3-1. And, you know, for now, I guess they keep themselves in the hunt for Europe. They said they're seven points off sixth place Man United, but we are, to say, we're two points close to that. We're two points off seventh place Newcastle. Um, Yeah, Jam, I guess just final thoughts. I said, I think we, we got away with one tonight. I, you know, I said, I don't think, I reckon against probably 18, maybe, 17 other sides, we don't win that. I reckon we won the only ones. The other ones we might get away with are Burnley and Sheffield United. I reckon genuinely all the other teams, we probably don't, you know, go on and, and win that game. I do think Poch kind of gets away with one tonight. That was just really poor. Thankfully for him, I mean, I don't think the noise, the noise doesn't get louder, which I think is just healthy, just because I don't think it's a healthy state to be in the noise getting louder after after, you know, every every setback. And I think there probably will be a setback on the weekend, just given the form city you're in and how, you know, just the step up in opponent. Um, 
so yeah jam just how are you i guess your thoughts how do you feel do you feel sort of any real different towards chelsea than you did at the start of the night because i honestly don't feel that i really learned anything as i said i just thought you know fair play to this team they did kind of i guess if we're being positive they did go to the end they did come from behind to win a game of football um you know so they did get that that last minute you know winner so i guess some credit there but i, I don't know so we, we've praised some individuals um i yeah i just don't really know i still after having this conversation i still don't really know how to feel i'm just kind of yeah very indifferent i'm kind of just taking this one and and running and moving on i feel very different to maybe how other people did i feel very different to this win than the Palace game of a bridge because you know that Palace game bridge I actually you could say well I actually thought we you know played pretty well in that first half and we should have been out of sight before they equalised you know the Luton game which was a was a tight one Luton away is you know has tended to be quite a tricky place to go and we played well for 60-65 minutes in that game uh, before kind of caving at the end you know in those tight wins like before sort of a month ago I could kind of see like really positives in performance yeah tonight I'll be honest, folks. I didn't really see, didn't really see much. I liked. I yeah. I just thought that was really, really ugly. But jam. Just final thoughts on tonight. I'm yeah. I'm relieved. It means I'm in a good mood for the rest of the week because Chelsea won, and like you know, the situation in the league looks a bit looks a bit more upbeat. But um, yeah, I feel that this is just you know. I mean, yeah, papering over papering over cracks till till the inevitable or on Saturday happens, and then the league position worsens again, and the mood mood results down back down. I, I don't mean to be pessimistic. I just don't see... And look, it's a bigger game in Chelsea. You could argue raise themselves for bigger games. Pochettino's got a decent record against City. We played quite well midweek against Aston Villa when no one really expected us to do anything. We scored four past City of Bridge earlier in the season. Jam, I don't know. I, I'm tired trying to make sense of this Chelsea team because at half-time I'd given up on this team getting Europe and now I'm just like trying... To, like, they keep... They pull me back in and it's kind of just annoying. Like, I kind of want them to just like me to let go. I want to be able to sort of let go, but I can't. And they score at the end, and they score at the end. And you see the scenes of the fans. I'm like, I really want to like you guys. I, you know, you can be a likable team. I really want to like you guys. Just thoughts. It, I mean, it just kind of, I guess, sums up the emotional roller coaster we've been on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not any clearer how I feel about this team, about our hopes for the season, really, than I was before kickoff. I just know that I'm relieved and I'm, yeah. Ugh. Just, just go on. I've, I've rambled too long here. Yesterday, I watched West Ham get absolutely dismantled at home against Arsenal, um, and that's a team that's ruthless. Okay, in a different stratosphere to us right now. Completely get it. But West Ham are a team we're battling with for European spots. They, they got absolutely ruined at their own ground, where they're supposed to be quite tough to play. So I watched a team that are near their end goal in Arsenal, as painful as that is to say. Tonight, we had a considerably easier assignment against the depleted Crystal Palace, missing three of their best games with their manager on thin ice. And we went out and did the same thing we've done all season long against the low block. So into Pochettino's seventh season, during the season anyway, seventh uh, month during the season, it doesn't seem to have been able to get the message across or have learned anything. And if anything, that reinforces the fact that I don't think this guy is the guy for us long term. Yeah, the short term feelings, it's great to get a last minute winner. I am going to ride off those, the wave of emotions of that. I really am. I'm going to try and be somewhat optimistic and, and positive tonight in the short term, tomorrow maybe. But then reality will hit back, back to life, back to reality. Because on Saturday afternoon, 
we are going to see the bluest of blue moons. And it's not looking good, is it? Let's be honest. High line, low block, whatever whatever we decide to do, we are going to get dismantled. And I hate to be like this, but my gosh, Levi Cole's just come back into the team and he's got a hell of an exam now on Saturday afternoon. I'll tell you that much. Look what Haaland did to yeah. Gerald Brantthwaite. Uh, it's, and it's, and it's, it's we don't be... even know the fitness of Levi because he comes back we on don't. and that was like touch and go. And then he's, you know, has struggled, you know, struggled with a sort of knock. We'll have to see us here. Silver goes off. I said oh, Silver goes off injured, whether yeah. he's fit for City. And then, you know, it is Trevor Chalabar potentially thrown in for his first start of the season and first start in God knows how long. Yeah. It, I, it's, I, honestly, it, it's kind of mad how we're kind of this negative after a, a win. But genuinely, as someone who's got, you know, who remembers last time Jamon, who is, has got more faith in Poch, tonight did nothing for my confidence in Poch. I'll be honest, folks. Tonight did absolutely nothing for my faith. And it probably dented it, to be honest, which is bizarre seeing as we won. But I genuinely saw... Like, I really hated tonight, I'll be honest. Obviously, I, I enjoyed the feeling of a last-minute winner, and that's great. And sure, some people will say these wins are sort of the, type, the best type of wins. And yeah, they have a point, but these type of wins aren't sustainable, and they're not great. And I thought it was incredibly alarming, the drop-off in performance from Aston Villa to Crystal Palace, how Chelsea could just go from sublime to ridiculous. And, ridic- and that ridiculous was not in a good way. I was in a very, very bad way. So, yeah. No blocks, mate. Low blocks. It's the same old it's story. I mean, Saturday will be a better fit for us. The jam, so on that Saturday will be a better fit for us in that sense. But, oh, I don't know. Who yeah, knows? Well, Chelsea could well, surprise us. Poch's Spurs hmm. did cause City some problems, but I, just, I don't know. Maybe, will City have a bit of a hangover from playing midweek in the, U, in the Champions League? I don't know. Folks, I'll be honest. I, I have... Z- uh, tonight has done nothing for my confidence ahead in Manchester City on, on Saturday, but we will wait and see there. It was, yeah, round of this point. It was an eventful... It wasn't even an eventful game. It was a just awful game of football, which we got away with. A match, just being honest. Credit to them for going to the 90th minute and finding a way back because I wrote them off at half time, like Jam did, like probably quite a lot of you did. So credit to them for for fighting back and getting that win. Credit to Malo Gusto for you know putting in a fine performance. Credit to Conor Gallagher for scoring two goals. Credit to Enzo for scoring again. Credit for Palmer for just, you know, getting two assists and, you know, being fairly, you know, despite being played out of position really and, you know, not getting best out of him for large parts. But yeah, Poch, Poch got away with one tonight. We avoided, you know, we avoided what would have been the low point of the season if we, you know, if we not won tonight. I genuinely think I would have been the low point, especially if we lost, I think I'd been the low point given who Palace to without. I can't, I can't state this enough. And maybe because I looked at that lineup, Crystal Palace lineup beforehand. And with great respect to him, that reeked of championship to me. And that's not trying to be, you know, I didn't disrespectful, but I said, I looked at seeing Will Hughes, Jordan Ayew, that defence, like I didn't know who their right back was. Wharton, who they've just got from Blackburn. Franca, who had a, you know, like young Brazilian guy. Matessa up front. Like I looked at that side without Eze, without Gerhi, without Alise, and it reeked of championship to me. So, Yeah. We got away with one. This is probably the most downbeat you're going to ever hear me after a win. Genuinely, I, I'm kind of surprised, but I'm just so just, yeah. So sorry, folks, if you were expecting, you know, a happy, positive, upbeat episode after a win. This is, you know, perhaps not what you're expecting. We won. I'm pleased we won. It's good. It keeps us in the hunt for Europe, etc. It It's two wins in a row. It's two wins away from home in a row. It's trying to, you know, get that away record back on track. Sure. You know, at least we're going in, you know, 
obviously, I think City is our last game before the Carabao Cup final, I believe. So at least even if City does not go to plan, then we've had, you know, a couple of wins beforehand, you know. So our confidence is, you know, not quite, you know, on the floor going into that into that Carabao Cup final. But yeah, folks, I'll be honest, but Chelsea have got to, Chelsea have got to raise their game a lot on tonight if they're to be serious about getting anything from this season. They're going to have to raise their game a lot if they're to be, if they want to, make anything of that in that Carabao Cup final against so they're gonna to have to raise their game if they're gonna progress in the FA Cup and you know think they can seriously compete for that and they're gonna to have to seriously raise their game and up their level if they think they can if they truly believe that they can try and qualify for a European position through uh through league through European space through through league position because yeah tonight tonight's not good enough. You can't turn up to Premier League games forty five minutes late. We did and we got away one tonight. It's just relief. Look, those away fans have probably had a blast <laughs> that, that they've and good for them because they've probably not had loads to spy about recently Connor Gallagher scores at the end it's lovely like some lovely narrative stuff for Connor etc yeah we won it's just sorry yeah relief see you on Saturday we're hopefully uh, yeah we'll just see what Chelsea turns up anyway uh, I'm gonna wrap it up uh, Jan before you go give yourself one last word where people can find you and all your stuff yeah, thanks, man. Always a pleasure to come on. I'm just happy it's after a win for once. <laughs> um, but everyone can find me on at carefree underscore jab. That's Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, also check out the Chelsea social on at the Chelsea social on the same platforms and uh, the Chelsea women's team too, which is at the CFCW social on all the same platforms. Cheers. Lovely, lovely stuff. Jam's links will be in the description below. As for us, we're on Twitter or X of that Chelsea Pod. We're on Instagram of that Chelsea Pod. We're on all your usual podcast platform files, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, which, you know, give it give them a negativity after in. Who knows? But please be kind and please be understanding that, you know, this was a really poor, poor performance from Chelsea uh, tonight. Um, but yeah, if you've enjoyed, please feel free to leave a rating and review. As I said, whenever I tweet the pod out and he likes to repost, go a long way, helps get the pod out there to as many people as possible. At the end of the day, we are just Chelsea fans talking about the one club that we love and hey. You know, we won tonight. Take it. Enjoy that feeling. It's 13 wins in a row against Crystal Palace. For them, it must genuinely feel like Groundhog Day, especially the manner of the defeats. Like, uh, genuinely, it's scarily predictable how these games will go, and they always follow a script. Um, yeah, so who knows? Maybe maybe Chelsea Crystal Palace is, is one of the most scripted games out there. But anyway, um, yeah, see you see, see you over the weekend, folks, as we look back at Chelsea's trip to the Etihad. Until then, keep the blue flag flying high. Oh, Nick, 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 Nick. That was all right, wasn't it? Guess who I've got with me? Jack Davis, thoughts? <laughs> Great result, mate. Love it. Still poor football overall, I'd say, but we take it. Love a late, late goal at Salah, so happy days. Gallagher and Enzo in a week. Who would have thought it? Any other week and you just know that's hitting Rose Zed. Anyway, onwards and upwards. Got to build before we go and have a four steps back, eh? <laughs> Up the shelves. Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.